You're listening to the Level Flight Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. And welcome back to the Level Flight Podcast. We are here for the Patrick Line episode, as I called it, episode 29. Uh, I'm joined by Brian today. No Elliot, uh, but Brian, how are you doing? Huh, doing all right. Starting to settle into, uh, you know, playoff hockey, but it's baseball season now. It's baseball season. The weather's taking a turn. It's nice outside. It's uh, it's definitely baseball weather, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but to get back to the on-ice stuff, the Moose uh, had their season end the same way that last year did, uh, to the same opponent in the same game by the same score. Uh, it was a heartbreaker in game five. How did you see that one play out? They ended up losing 2-1. It was a very tight checking game and came down to a an unfortunate mistake, we'll put it, with 30 seconds left. Yeah. Um it was it was tough. Like I mean, you're you're looking at a team that just couldn't seem to bury the chances in regulation. Um I mean, they got those, you know, couple overtime winners in a row, but Ultimately, you have to score in regulation more than your opponent if you're going to have any chance. So, um, no, I I find that the similarities of when some of the scorers dry up, uh, the rest of the team just goes silent uh, between the Moose and the Jets. Um, The unfortunate nature of it is they just didn't seem like, you know, the team that won as many games as they did this year. They uh, it it was a bit of a, a fight down the stretch to actually you know, keep up with Milwaukee. But I, I wonder part of it if it was a bit of a mental game too, knowing that they were in this exact same scenario. And a lot yeah. of these guys were, you know, on the team last year and maybe some doubt creeps into the mind. I don't know, but it's unfortunate because on paper, that team was significantly better than the one last year. Um, have some veteran influence, some guys that, you know, had really been scoring really well. Like I know there were some injuries and some guys that ended up, uh, uh, you know, departing the team, but yeah, it it's unfortunate, but yeah, what can you do? Yeah. And it, it even more unfortunate is the fact that Billy Hanala was ruled out after taking warm up. He just wasn't playing uh, and he was hurt. I didn't really read. I didn't see anywhere what it was. I'm assuming it was some kind of like illness or obviously an injury that he couldn't play through, but that is such a big hit to your lineup and not even knowing that it's going to happen until game time like that that's that's tough to overcome you're probably your best defenseman or one of um and then again yeah they tie it Jansen Harkins ties it late on a a huge goal Daniel Fink goes crazy um they have momentum looks like we're headed to overtime and then there's a collision at center ice between two moose players two on one the other way Milwaukee wins it 2-1 it's just a tough way for <laughs> a season to end like all, all the hard work that these players go through and stuff just all comes down to the last 30 seconds of game five. It's obviously one team has to lose. Um, but that's, that's just the rough parts of sports right there. Um, yeah. Um, I think ultimately too, as uh, unfortunate as it is, uh, the playoff, uh, you know, the short playoff run here, uh, full of mistakes. Yeah. Um, they're within a goal in game four. And they yeah. put the puck into their own net uh, with the empty net. Yeah, that was uh, that was bad. Like, obviously, it's a fluke. It's a fluke play, but 
it's stuff like that. Like it's like, and then the, as you like the collision in game five, like it's these little things yeah. that totally impact the direction of a game that, I mean, those two games, like maybe if they don't put the puck in their own net in game four, they find a way to tie it like they did in game two. Um, and, you know, come back and win their, th- you know, third consecutive overtime. Well, that game ended 5-3 with an empty netter. So it was like 4-3 down the stretch. So if they don't put the puck into their own net, theoretically, obviously yeah. the game is different. The, the flow of the game is different, whatever. Uh, but it's a tie game, right? Yeah, so uh, it's tough. But yeah, I mean, they should be a very young team next year, yeah. uh, but a very talented one at that. Um, yes. That's the thing. It's it's hard to speculate sort of like what things are going to look like because we also don't know what the which before I get it, we will get into a bigger offseason preview at some point uh, yeah. in the next few weeks. Um, but we don't know who the like the AHL bodies could be coming in next year. So complexion of the team could look very different or similar depending on what comes in. But I'm hoping that we see a lot of Danny Shilkin. Hoping yeah. that we see, uh, you know, I mean, depending on how it goes, we could see, um, you know, a couple of the other guys that maybe even started guys like a Chaz Lucius or a um, yeah. Brad Lambert. I'm not sure how that works because they started here and then went to the dub. Are oh, they eligible yeah. to play in the AHL or now are they locked into playing in the dub until they're ineligible? Uh, that's a great question. I honestly, because have no like, clue. I know if you're drafted into the, uh, like the CHL, uh, and you play there, you can't make the jump to pro unless you're playing in the NHL. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure the specifics on that, but who knows? They might, like you said, they might start in the AHL if, if they're eligible. Um, yeah. and then you've got Jokin, you've got Kuzmin, you might see Elias Salmonson, right defenseman, second round pick. Come, come over Chibrikov. Um, yeah, they're going to be a young team next year. If again, AHL teams are hard to predict. You said that, yeah. but it's, it's shaping out to be that way. Right. And one player that they lost to Germany was Leon Gavanka. Uh, he set the single season record for goals by a moose defenseman um, with 21, 20, something was, over 20. I think, I think it was 20. Yeah. Um, but Again, incredibly talented offensive defenseman. Great shot from the point. He loves to shoot the puck on the power play, even strength. doesn't matter. He's shooting the puck every time it's on his stick. Um, and one of their biggest like uh, pushers of offense from the back end, like you've got Chisholm, Hanala, and Gavanka. Those are three defensemen that can really push the play. Uh, and it looks as though, well, Gavanka is definitely gone. Hanala you're not sure Chisholm needs to clear waivers if he's going to be on the moose next year um, out of training camp. So uh, any team could scoop him up. So we'll see, we'll see where that goes. But what, what were your initial thoughts when you heard the news of Leon Kavanka signing a four-year contract over in Germany? Um, To be honest with you, like in terms of the actual like jets impact, it doesn't necessarily shock me. I love the, the wow factor of his offense. Um, But before we were recording, uh, you had talked about how you know you watch the most of him because you know you're you're there. Defensively, he's just a little bit out there. Um, yeah, still needs a little bit of work. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it it's unfortunate that you you lose an asset, right? But he's getting a little bit older. He it, starting it, this last season, he wasn't uh, waivers ineligible, so he uh, would have had to clear. Um, 
but you're also, you know, it's it's the death chart thing. It's the log jam that we've talked about so much. And ultimately, it would take several moves for him to even be brought up. Um, yeah. And I know, obviously, it's an asset management thing. But uh, honestly, the thing that surprised me most is that there, that his default was to go home to Germany. Because I figured a player of his caliber could find something in North America. Oh, yeah. Um, but I guess ultimately, he was still you know, part of this organization. So in order to actually play, he uh, rather than, you know, having to ask for a trade and stuff like that, uh, or was his contract up after this year or was it next? I believe it was up after this year. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. But it's, again, it's like you said, like, kind I, of weird I feel like, feel like he could leverage the fact that he scored 20 goals in a AHL regular season into a, or North America bottom pair somewhere, or yeah. even like a seventh defenseman, like a, a Logan St- Stanley, Kyle Capabianco type role somewhere else. Even if it's with the Jets, I don't know. But but yeah, yeah you talked about the logjam. Probably wasn't getting up with the Jets. Like even if he was, probably wasn't getting up until Pionk's contract is up. And even then, like they, the Jets will probably re-sign Pionk way down the line. And then yeah. like Schmidt, maybe you need to wait another year. Uh, and he's he, he you might have lost him for free in waivers anyways. So it's a tough asset asset management thing to lose, like you said, but good for him. I mean, he's he's going back home. Um, he had a great run with the Moose and uh, he's going to spend his prime years playing at home. So that's that that that's something. Yeah. I mean, I've heard that uh, that building uh because I think he's, it was Adler Mannheim that he uh, mm-hmm. signed yep. with. Uh, that building is apparently electric. Um, really? Yeah, I've heard really good things about you know the the mm. DEL, so the German league. Um, that I, I honest, I would love to go check out a a, a German league game. Like, if you find like yourself blast. in Germany, if you just like happen, go to be watch there. Leon Gavanka. <laughs> if you happen to be in Germany, yeah, definitely go watch Leon Gavanka at a quote electric crowd. According to Brian, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but besides the Gavanka news, I don't really think anything has happened in the last two weeks. Have no, you? We we like, got all of our ranting out last week. Uh, yeah, right. With, with the, the, the Chevy presser, but no Jets news. The well has dried. At least yes, for now. everyone everyone has shifted into the off season. Uh, the Moose season ended a few a few days ago now. Last su- Saturday. Uh, we're recording this Thursday, so it's been it's been a few days. End of yeah. season media availabilities for the Moose has happened. Um, it's we're officially in the off season now. There's yeah. there's no more hockey to talk about, except for not affiliated with the Jets organization, but the Winnipeg Ice yeah. are going to be playing at Canada Life Center in the finals against the Seattle Thunderbirds. We talked about this scenario uh, a few weeks. Uh, Last episode, I believe, yeah. Where I've, I, honestly, uh, everything has blended together. I have no idea what episode we're talking about <laughs> what anymore. Yeah, neither do I. But Brad Lambert is here, Jets' yep. first round pick. Um, and in that series between the Ice and Thunderbirds, there are a lot of NHL prospects. Um, someone posted like a graphic, and there's just like I think there's like 15 NHL prospects, or like somewhere near that number, which is yeah. nuts for a WHL finals, but. It's at Canada Life Center. Tickets are available because that's a pretty big building compared to what the ice have been playing in. Um, and it's going to be some really good hockey. So yeah. what, what are your initial thoughts about the Lambert versus Winnipeg ice thing at Canada Life? 
I think it gives people an opportunity to continue to uh, support, you know, the the local hockey scene, even though the Jets and Moose are gone. But it also gives you the chance to actually, you know, just watch Brad Lambert do his thing because it is a sight. Um, he's still tearing it up right now. Um, but yeah, as you said, it's going to be quite something with the expanded, you know, venue now. So yeah. um, I'm assuming at least for now i i would assume they're just running the lower bowl at uh canada yeah, life yeah um so there's significant still significantly more tickets than uh wayne fleming <laughs> arena yeah but uh yeah that'll that'd be fun so by the time this comes out that'll be tonight um mm-hmm. we uh we're hoping for an ice win but with a few lambert points exactly and lambert has been putting up points i'm pretty sure he's at 20 in the 10 games that he's played or something around that. Yeah. Um, but he's been amazing so far and the ice have been a wagon. Like they just don't lose games. So this is, this is going to be so much fun to watch. I can't wait. Uh, I believe after games one and two as well, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to be on TSN like games three or it was like games yeah. three and four and then like seven or something. I, I, so, I think that that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought I read that somewhere, but anyways, Besides, that is all the hockey in Winnipeg to talk about. The Jets and Moose are done, the ice in the finals. But there is still hockey going on. We talked about the NHL playoffs last week. Um, there's been a lot of blowouts. I was going to say you want to get into this? Yeah, like a concerning amount of blowouts. I read on Twitter the other night that seven of the last eight games, before last night, last night was Oilers beat the Golden Knights 4-1 and the Leafs won 2-1 against the Panthers. Yeah. Before that night, Seven of the last eight games had been 5-1 at any point. It had The score had been 5-1 at some point in seven of the last eight games. That's nuts. Yeah. Like, it's just, I've watched more NBA basketball playoffs in, like, the last week than I have ever in my life because the game is 5-1, and I tune out because I'm not watching the rest of this, and the NBA game is close, so why not, right? Yeah. Like, I'm just not when when the jets aren't playing i'm just not drawn to a 5-1 game um obviously the jets proved in game 3 that they can like comebacks are crazy but what are your thoughts on like the amount of blows because this is becoming like unwatchable at this point yeah like i i i remember when the the whole conversation was that you know things tighten up in the playoffs yeah and that used to be the case was yeah. the case in the first round yep uh first round was great Close games, overtimes, double overtimes. Yeah. Series went long. Well, the, these series, the funny thing is, like, it's not even like anyone is, well, I guess Florida was close to a sweep last night, but it's not like anyone is, like, dominating their series. Edmonton and Vegas is 2-2. Dallas and Kraken is 2-2. I mean, Carolina, yeah. I would say, is dominating. Oh, yeah, true. But, like, those those two series, Dallas, uh, the Dallas series especially, the Kraken and Stars are just trading blowouts. It's, yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah, it's unfortunate because like the whole point of, you know, playoff intensity is the close games and you're, you know, the suspense is ratcheting up Uh, when one team's down four five one at the end of the second period. You don't care about the third. You only start paying attention if whoever's down scores two or three goals. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I was I had the the joy of writing about the Kraken six three loss. uh, that game was five one at some point. It was, right? uh, yes, it was. Yeah. Um, and to be honest with you, like 
it went it went five one and i just zoned out and i was just right i was trying to write about it also not a lot to write about uh in a in a game where it's essentially nothing's happening dallas scores nothing's happening yeah. dallas scores like it's yeah it, w- it was tough but it, it's it's the theme like last night's yeah. 2-1 leafs victory was refreshing purely because it was a close game that you're like oh this is a, this is a, a very big moment like you're just not yeah. getting that anymore and like honestly the one that's probably the worst for it is the uh the carolina jersey series yeah was yeah. it back-to-back 5-1 wins for carolina in the first two or something i think it was like, like 5-1 and then 6-1 like they just killed them in the first and two then games. game yeah. three uh was like what eight something for yeah yeah for jersey yeah yeah um and then another really bad one again in game four so what are we doing here like i know that the the goalies aren't great anymore i was just about to say like we're we're not looking at too many like i mean there's jake ottinger i would say is the clear cut you know best remaining goalie Mm -hmm. but even he's looked shaky yeah, I, I was saying earlier the Kraken Dallas series is just blowout after blowout, and it's like like when doing here? everyone's performing at the same level of like below league average. This is what's going to happen because there's no like intensity of you know so someone making a big save when you know it's likely going to go in. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, like all of these goalies. Like Akira Schmid and Vitek Vanacek are both like one B goalies in my mind. Like they're not starting goalies in the playoffs. No. It shouldn't be at least. And they're playing like it right now. And that's why the Devils like they have one game where their offense just carries them, and, it, and the goaltending doesn't matter. That's and the then thing. every other game, it's like the goaltending fails them, or they get blown out, and their goalie's not there to bail them out. It's like I don't know. like Vanacek in Game Three was not good, but it didn't matter because they scored eight goals. Yeah. So when he starts game four and looks awful and the devils aren't scoring suddenly like, Oh, what happened? Yeah. Like, well, it, it, he's playing the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like and when, a, a when lot the of these goalies, goalies do. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. And when the best goalies right now are uh, Ottinger, obviously, but you're looking at a tandem of, Freddie Anderson and Auntie Ranta, yeah. you know, Sergei yeah. Bobrovsky and Joseph Wall in. Yeah. Which I got to like, say, shout out to good. Joseph Wall. Yeah. Dude's good. coming in, playing his, like his first ever playoff start. Yeah. You know, solid effort and, you know, got them the win. No yeah. one really knows how long Samsonov's going to be out. Um, but then again, like Wall played good last night. Are you going to hand the keys back to an injured Samsonov? Yeah, not really. Like and you're also know. not going to hand the keys over to uh, Matt Murray. proven playoff performer Matt Murray after ah, he's he knows probably, he he'll look at the ice and then get hurt again. Yeah, he he knows how to win though, so yeah. he, it should be easy for him, right? Because he just he just knows. So like, why isn't he playing? Because he knows how to win. Anyways, uh, a lot getting, of these we're goalies, getting off topic. I know a lot of these goalies that played well in the first round, like Philip Grubauer just kind of are falling apart like it's that's the inconsistency of goaltending right yeah Um, and like have a shesterkin vasilevsky hellbuck who all lost in the first round um sorokin sorokin but these goalies that are like starters in the regular season maybe 
but like kind of more on an elite team, like a, a, a great backup kind of thing. They 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 could be good for a round. They could get you like through a round if your offense picks it up. But then like th- when, when the competition gets better, you might start losing some games because of goaltending. And I think that's happening across like Stuart Skinner. He's a rookie. He's a great goalie, but he's having some up and down games in this yep. Vegas series, right? Like I just, and then Vegas is goaltending. Who even knows at this point? Like, like is it, at this point, down. is it just Aiden Hill? Aiden Hill? Yeah, and Quick is the backup who also knows how to win. So why isn't he playing? Anyways. <laughs> uh, so I actually I have a question. Yeah. If this is the case, and we're looking at the goalies left, I'm going to exclude Ottinger because we know that he's he has the ability to steal a playoff series. I can't confidently say that the rest of them do. No. Um, in terms of who's left, which team has the ability to compensate well enough for league average goaltending in order to actually ride it to uh like just to a little bit of an example that like some there's been like teams with like like anti niemi won uh, a cup as the yeah. goalie he you know martin jones had like a couple good seasons and brought uh you know that uh yeah. that sharks team to the cup final like there's certain teams that can kind of compensate for that league average goaltending and you know use what they can in net and then try and figure out a way to make it easier and then outscore who's got that let's face it with coffee starting at five dollars and our bank account somehow always depleting we are entering a dupe session most products do the same thing but are priced differently solely based on the brand name so a good duplicate or dupe is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price one dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on raycon wireless earbuds raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point so you can listen to what you want when you want without breaking the bank maybe you're on a budget and are looking for quality audio without having to sacrifice some well-earned money well look no further than raycon raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features you can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than what you would with some of those other big name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now pay later options. Right now you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping. And they have over 50,000 five-star reviews. One of the best features of Raycons are how they have custom gel tips for the perfect, most comfortable in-ear fit, which is perfect for the eight hours of playtime you can get from the everyday earbuds. And if you wear them for eight hours, they have to be comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com THPN to score 15% off. Byraycon.com slash THPN. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Do you have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 
467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for other details. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. I think Edmonton, just because of their power play. Like, their power play is, I think, at, like, 50% in the playoffs or, like, above 50%, something ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so if there's any way to overcome bad goaltending, it's just going three for four on the power play. Like, it just – like, uh, in the East, though, I think Carolina, just because, like, they're such a good shutdown team and they throw so many pucks at the net that I feel like defensively they can hold anyone to one goal and they throw – like 45 shots at the net because they're just a coursey juggernaut. Um, and two of those are bound to go in just by percentages and luck, right? So I think if there's if there's a team actually suited for it that's not like just outscoring their problems, which is Edmonton, I think it's Carolina because their defense, like in the regular season, I think you talked about it. They're like first in every defensive yeah. metric. Um, and they're just shut down. And Auntie Rata is not bad. Like, I know Freddie um, Anderson's been great as well since yeah. he's come in. Yeah, like, but I mean, I, 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 don't know I actually know. have Carolina. I think now is my cup favorite mm. because of that. Okay, yeah, like they're they're still scoring. Like I think that the thing too is they throw the puck at them as you said a lot with a bunch of goalies that are kind of unsure right now. Suddenly, that becomes a viable strategy for the pucks to actually go in. Yeah. Assuming they play Florida, like I don't, I just don't see like they have the firepower to to outscore their problems and shut down Florida's attack. Like I, 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 yeah. I, I agree with you. I think Carolina's the favorite to come out of the East. Um, and then the only thing I can see is like personally, I've been high on Edmonton this whole time. I just think they're this is the best chance McDavid has had to win a cup, just on paper. Uh, and I think with Vegas's uncertainty in net, like Aiden Hill didn't have the greatest game last night. He gave up three goals in the first period. Um, the Mitu, like a couple of the goals, I like, can't really ask him to save those, but I just think Edmonton is loaded and they finally have depth in the McDavid era. And Leon Dreisaitl is going to break every record for goals if they keep playing here. Um, so I, I think I, I wouldn't mind a little rematch of what was that 2006 with the yeah, Oilers that'd be, and Canes. Uh, that'd be something. That would be fun to Especially watch. Especially because the Canes um, are wearing that jersey. Exactly, yeah. And the, the Oilers are back to their... I guess they're not wearing that jersey, but they're back to their blue. Yeah. You know, they got rid of the, the gross orange or that navy or whatever that jersey was that they wore. That You know what? That That's the analysis I'm going to bring. The Oilers are going to the cup final because they changed away from that terrible navy jersey. Nothing oh. to do with the ice. They changed their jerseys, and finally, they're going to be rewarded for it. That's my take. There we go. That's the hard-hitting <laughs> analysis you listen to and, the Level Flight podcast for. Exactly. And the Canes, actually. I'm going to do this on the flip side. The Canes black and red jerseys, not it. And they finally changed to those red ones, like you said, the, the anniversary jerseys. And yeah. those ones are very nice. So there you go. These teams are going to uh, be rewarded for changing their jerseys. There you go. Honestly, like the remainder of the teams, decent – you know, Jersey matchups. Yeah. The like, Kraken 
the Kraken jerseys are just like the Kraken have the best jersey in like I don't know. I'd say like probably a top five jersey in the league. Yeah. For an uh, expansion so, I mean, team too. Stars, I feel like are a polarizing one. People either love it or hate it. I actually I like the the color green they have. I like the yeah. you know the the sim the simple logo. Um we were already talking about uh obviously Edmonton. You're you're on like you're, yeah, Vegas, yeah, I'm, I'm not no. I'm not a huge I think fan. they have the worst jersey left. Like just because they're they're gold, I really don't like the gold, like the all gold um home jersey, and then their away jersey just doesn't do anything for me. It's just no. like white with hints of gold and black, and that's just not it. And then you got like teams like Toronto and Jersey remaining as well, which are just yeah. classics. Can't yeah, can't really do much with that. And then as we were talking about Carolina, and I, I love the the crest look on on Florida. I, yeah. I will say though I do miss the the old panther, yeah. um, which I think they should uh, wear that more. But you know I'm mm. not going to be too picky with that. But yeah, who's the best jersey remaining? Like home or away? One team. Kraken. Kraken home or away, or just home. in general? I mean, home. in general, their their home and away combo is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I I I'd go Kraken home, and I'm yeah. not really sure. I might go Dallas away. Honestly, like the way that their the green works with the white, I think we're yeah. getting into a big jersey talk here. But no, that we Kraken, are. those Kraken stars, Kraken home games are easy on the eyes. Those are oh, those yeah. are some two phenomenal jerseys. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, um, but I mean, I would be more high on the Canes combo if they didn't have the white canes uh mm. jersey for the road like i i like the way that jersey looks it's just yeah the canes like do you think that jersey would look better if it was just their regular logo on the yeah. crest yeah i guess so well before we dive too far into you know fashion <laughs> i i i think we're about <laughs> ready to wrap it here <laughs> yeah um, well actually we should we should cover the draft lottery first because oh, that you're right. that happened we, we'll do that um get ready jets fans you're gonna see a lot of connor bedard in the next yeah. 10 15 years because the chicago blackhawks leapfrogged the anaheim ducks uh for the first overall pick it was chalk the whole way through i was watching the lottery we, we got to the top three nothing had changed it was the top three honestly like the the rewarding tanking thing like, would you have wanted to see a team jump into the top three or jump into the number one spot that wasn't one of the top three teams? Or, like, how did you – what did you think team. of how the lottery played out? Yeah, one team that I was hoping for. Detroit. Detroit. Wow, okay. I, I want to see Detroit, uh, you know, get that. They. I, I saw a thing uh, this morning where they have – had the ability to jump into it or like they've been in the top three or had the ability to jump in mm -hmm. over the last several years. And they've had the, the math that the person did was like, essentially there's, there, there was a 48% chance over the past, however many years that they should have got the mm -hmm. top pick and they haven't. Right. I was really hoping that if there's ever going to be some massive, like uh shake up that Detroit would hop in, but yeah. Um, I was hoping for Vancouver. Like I, I wanted to not, see not until that I, I that ownership really? group. I would worry about the mismanagement um, of Bedard. Yeah, but I wanted to see Vancouver be relevant again, and you know, 
Canadian Canadian yeah. team that wasn't Montreal. I didn't really want to see Montreal. Um, I was, honestly, but, I was kind of hoping just for Anaheim, like just to have it yeah. keep the same. Wanted to see Bedard with Zegris and McTavish and Terry and Drysdale, and could yeah. have been fun. We were deprived of that because I'll be honest, yeah. that Hawks team around uh, Bedard still not good. Yeah, like they're not going to make the playoffs next year unless they. Well, I don't know how much cap space they have. I haven't looked at their cap sheet, but their team is not good enough to make the playoffs as as currently stands. They might have a ton of cap space. I guess yeah, because they go... no longer have Kane or Taves after next yeah. year. Right. So now now they might get freed up in that sense a little bit, but it would still not be wise of them to go nuts in free agency just to try yeah. and make the playoffs next year. Right. Like they have decent prospects coming through and Nazar. Um, do they have Korchinski? That's who they trade yep. forward to bring it. Yeah. Colton um, doc doc. Yeah. They've got some, they've got some prospects coming through that they just need to wait for. Uh, they'll they be bad. Next year. Like they got uh, yeah. Arvid Soderblom. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be, they'll be bad, but again, they were bad enough for Bedard bad for Bedard. Yeah. There you go. Uh, they they did it. They they got rewarded for tanking, which sucks because if there's one franchise that <laughs> didn't deserve to be yeah. rewarded for that, uh, it was Chicago. That's what I was saying leading up to the lottery. I just did not want to see Chicago win it for yeah. the reasons that I think everyone knows why. Um, I would have liked to see Anaheim or Columbus, like a smaller market team. Why not? Let's grow the game a little bit. Not some original six team that uh, had some pretty disgusting things happen in the last decade, but. Yeah, it is what it is, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, there's the off the ice stuff, which in itself, they shouldn't have a first round pick in the first place. Yeah. Uh, Other teams have done less to and been punished more. Yeah. Um, You were talking about the Coyotes. They they did like uh, illegal off ice training in the offseason before the draft. And they got their their pick stripped. Last Uh, year? Was that last year? I think it was. Yeah. 2020 or it might have been 2021. Yeah. 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 Um. You know, if you cover up horrible, you know, assault uh, in the organization, you get to keep it. Apparently, I, I don't know. It's uh, and get I, rewarded with a generational player yeah. who's going to be amazing. Yeah, on the ice too. Like if you're looking at it here, that team has won three cups in the last decade, or, yeah. or just yeah, or just over a decade. Um, they have sucked for two years now. Yeah. Um, there's other teams that have been on the downward swing for a lot longer and have not won anything in a, a long while, if at all. Yeah. So Anaheim. like Anaheim <laughs> hasn't won since 2007. Yeah. Like they're, uh, they're... Columbus has never won. Yeah. So you're looking at teams that had the chance to ch- turn their franchise around and the team that only, I mean, in 2015 most recently had their last cup you know you're it's it's just as a as a hockey standpoint not the team you want to see get rewarded for tanking because they just truly did not seem interested in doing anything for you know playing hockey in the last couple seasons yeah yeah it was it's unfortunate i really wanted to see columbus yeah because I don't know, seeing him play with Patrick Line and having them fill the net from the perimeter because their shots are so ridiculous. Ken Johnston and Cole yeah. Sillinger and Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah. Wierenski, Bockfist. You've got some some prospects on the back end coming in. Like, yeah. I think that would have been the ideal spot for me. But again, 
if there is a bright bright spot to it, at least Connor Bedard will be coming to Winnipeg a lot in his career with the Chicago Blackhawks, right? So Jets fans are going to get a a good look at him because yeah. the Hawks are going to be here like three, four times a year. So that's uh, that's one way to look at it, right? And again, like the Ducks and the Blue Jackets lost the draft lottery, but Adam Fantilli is still a fantastic player. Yeah. And the Ducks are, are going to be better off because they're getting Fantilli, right? Like he's great. Um, he had a lot of really talent in that top five. Yeah. And then if Columbus, like, I don't know where Mitchkov is projected to go. If they're, if teams are willing to wait on him because he's got, he's got to stay in Russia for another two years after this one. So that's, he's kind of like a wild card, but if Columbus yeah. is willing to wait, they're getting like a top two talent at number three. And like, I, yeah. there, there's a lot to be desired here outside of the top pick. Um, but the, these teams are still going to get a fantastic player. It's just they're not getting, obviously, the yeah. person we've been talking about for months here. Exactly. So that's um, that's kind of the wrap on the NHL nowadays. Like, covered the playoffs, covered the draft lottery. The yeah. draft, the actual draft, isn't until late June. Until then, it's just really playoffs. Um, some extensions are going to start to roll in soon. You already see some some lower league players being signed. Uh, and there's not really much else to cover from our standpoint. So what we're yeah. thinking of doing is next week, we want to hear questions from you guys because we need help with mailbag. topics. We need, we need help. Um, so we're going to do a mailbag. Keep an eye out on our socials for that. Um, if you're listening to us on podcast, give us a review. If you're listening on YouTube, like, and subscribe. Uh, we would really appreciate that. And uh, thank you for listening to the Patrick Line episode. We ended off with some Columbus talk. Yeah. We ended up. Yeah, there you go. You bookended um, it. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, but from Brian and I and Elliot, who's not here, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week on episode 30. That'll be, episode that'll be fun. 30. Alrighty. See ya. Go Bombers. Go Gold Eyes. You've been listening to the Level Flight Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. 